Welcome, fellow Shakespeareans, to another episode of Shakespeare and Beer. Before we get started in the introduction of our special guest today, uh, I want to remind you guys to uh, go into your Apple podcast and leave us a rating. Five star would be greatly appreciated and a comment. Um, what you like about the podcast is definitely going to help the podcast grow and, uh, you know, get, get reach out more people. Um, also, don't forget to follow the Instagram at SNB pod. Uh, SNB standing for Shakespeare and Beer pod. And, uh, you know, you're going to be seeing a lot of details on uh, guests and yeah, everything. Along with that, on my own personal Instagram, uh, St. Pierre, S-T-P-I-E-R-R-E, you could find a link uh, with a bunch of different stuff that you could find. Uh, one being the podcast itself, uh, where you can locate it. Uh, the other being a live stream through Twitch that I'm going to be doing for every single episode. I'm going to be live streaming every episode so you can see it live. It's going to have a, uh, the link to the YouTube channel. If you do want to see the video instead of listening to it for uh, you know itself, then you'll have the YouTube link. It's also uh, going to show a calendar. Uh, the calendar is as I start getting guests on, um, scheduling for the day. I'm going to be loading up um, you know, into that calendar and showing you when and what time uh, to expect and what guests to expect. Um, so, yeah, uh, all the details to that will be on my uh, bio uh, both on the pod, uh, on the podcast, uh, Instagram, and on my own, and you'll be able to find all that information there. But um, on this episode, we bring you a very special guest, good friend of mine. I've known him for a little over ten years, and uh, his name is Gerardo Salazar the second. So I call him Jerry. And Gerardo uh, currently works in what you call AV. He's an audio and light specialist. Um, you know, engineer for uh, as a freelancer. So he works with a bunch of different companies, but he does um, events like Coachella, um, you know, even to Super Bowls. He was at the Rams Super Bowl this year or this past year and does a lot of concerts, events, conferences and stuff like that. And along with that, he's also a, a music producer. He makes music. Um, he makes music on, on something called Juke, uh, Juke Music. So um, it's kind of like house music but in a faster tempo is what he described uh, very interesting type of music and he creates that and he also has like a radio station that he hosts every once a month every the first Saturday of every month and uh, you can listen to that there and you know trip out on all the music he has a, a, a lot of uh, other musicians that are out of Mexico out of Guadalajara in Mexico City and they uh, work with him and you know bringing this out for you know people to hear and the community to grow uh, so very cool individual has a lot of um, good understanding about life and you know, we do get into a lot of different things about our own society as well. Um, so it's a very interesting podcast. You guys are definitely going to get some, some good stuff out of it, a good kick out of it. And feel free to let us know what you think. Um, you know, take clips, uh, screen record clips off the podcast or the, just the sound and share it um, using the hashtag SNB pod um, or just tag us as well on the post. And, and you know, we'll, we'll reshare your stuff so that way, you, you know, you, you you know we can show people what's the, the the what the message is from each episode or what people get out of each episode uh, but without further ado i'll stop the rant here and i'll, I'll go ahead and bring you today's guest uh, gerardo salazar the second my friend jerry all right cool it seems, it seems like me and siri have some problems sometimes yeah, yeah. try to keep this like 
just under you like that. Okay. That would be the best. Yeah. But uh, all right, we're on an episode of Shakespeare and Beer with same. Gerardo Salazar, the second. Yep, yep. I'm the, the second. S- the second. Or jun- is it not? Nah, it wouldn't be junior, right? My pops is junior, and then the second. My pops never never called me junior. He called me Ditos. I guess for him that was like short for little little guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So That's I was cool. the second. Yeah. Never heard of that. Yeah, Ditos. Yeah, they call him Lalito, Lalo, and they call me Lalito, which oh, okay. I mean is like little little guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah in Mexican culture, they always add the ito at the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they always have their specific. Uh, like terms you know yeah my aunts used to call me piercito <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, man you're from you're from mexico too right you're guadalajara or what part of mexico yeah guadalajara oh snap my dad is from from there from guadalajara and my mom's from like thir- a town 30 minutes from guadalajara called tala jalisco okay so it's uh, it's close by. It's like going towards Tequila. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like going that way. Or if you go to like the Guachimontones, that's over there. Uh, where, by, uh, Teuch- what is it, Tochitlan? Or no? Um, is it Tochitlan? I think it is. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, it's right by there. Word. That's where she's at. I've never actually been to Watch Montones. I've always wanted to go. No, nah. I just went when I went up there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. uh, but we went. It was really hot when we went. It was like ninety, like ninety something. <laughs> so it was all like dry. It was just dirt yeah. everywhere. But I saw pictures that they have there from the times like when it rains, like during the rain season, and everything's green there, and it looks fucking crazy. Yeah, it does. It's a beautiful place, man. I mean, at least uh, where I've seen, there's a lot of places outside of Guadalajara, which you know people should go visit too, like uh, Tapalpa, uh, which is like uh, they're known for their La Piedra, which is like a big rock. I forget if if it's called La Piedra, but uh, a lot of people go there just to check that out, and it's a big like forest town, uh, and they have like uh, really cool rocks and stuff. It'd be pretty cool to take pictures there, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like forty minutes or an hour away from 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 Guadalajara. Guadalajara. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of shit around there. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know if it's just because I'm from there and I just go there often, but I don't feel like I don't feel like it's a giant tourist town. Yeah, I mean, you mean Guadalajara? Yeah, like the the city itself. Like, I I feel like, like you know, when you hear like of Tokyo or New York yeah, City, yeah. is oh, yeah. all these tourists that go there. For I don't sure. feel like Guadalajara is like that. Yeah, I feel like when people talk about Mexico, they think Mexico City, right? They don't yeah. really talk. Oh, well, yeah, I'm going to Mexico. Oh, you're gonna go to Guadalajara? No, I'm going to Mexico City, right? It's yeah, usually how, yeah. how it goes. But. And it's such a beautiful city. I love that city, yeah, man. You lived there for a few years, right? Yeah, I was. Um, I spent two thousand from two thousand and twelve or two thousand eleven to two thousand and. 16 i think was it just because uh my pops actually was from guadalajara and uh you know he he had passed away just recently before i had moved to guadalajara uh so i was thinking it would be nice to take his ashes back to mexico where his pops uh unfortunately passed away the same year so i thought it would be you know necessary for me to take him back to where he was you know born and bring him back to where his pops was you know and for me it actually was only supposed to be um like uh you know like a month like a month trip or whatever you know and uh, i ended up falling in love with uh, the city you know and just meeting a lot of people that you know encouraged me to to stay you know and to grow in guadalajara and i think that was my hardest part was 
for me actually connecting with people because I wasn't fluent yet in Spanish. Yeah, I remember like because we've known each other for a long time. How long yeah. do you think we've known each other? Maybe like two thousand eight, nine. And I'm pretty sure more than ten well, years. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a, at yeah. least ten years, yeah. at least. Yeah. So I remember when when we knew each other back in the day. You weren't that like you spoke Spanish, but you weren't like completely fluent exactly. in Spanish. Yeah, I I think. I would spend time with Ed, uh, which is a mutual friend of ours, yeah. uh, and his family spoke Spanish. Yeah. So, I mean, there was friends, families that we would speak Spanish to, but really it was between friends where we only spoke English and maybe we'd say like way or something like that, you know, but <laughs> it wasn't really anything like, a, you know, a sentence or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was always, uh, for us, it was like being po called pocho, you know, because yeah. we weren't really like... Spanish speakers were just like second generation, third generation Spanish yeah, yeah. speakers, you know. And you don't really, you don't really need Spanish here, you know. Nah, like, yeah. the, I mean, a lot of people do speak it. It's like a very pop, like one of the most popular languages, you know, aside from English. But um, not a lot of people speak it. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's true, man. It's uh, I feel like especially here in the states, we've learned to be like one universal language, just English, you know, and. Yeah. Um, I feel like where we go, like when I was in Mexico, I've learned that a lot of tourists or people that come to Mexico to visit or to study, they speak like five languages because they live in some part of Europe, you yeah, know, and yeah. it's like, I've learned that a lot of those people like uh, are very multicultural too, yeah. you know, and they're into different cultures, you know, but I feel like in the States here, it's, it's different, you know, I feel like, uh, it's crazy because there's so much culture here because there's so many, you know, it's like a melting pot, like yeah, you say. Yeah. But uh, in reality, I feel like we're still learning about the cultures, you know, yeah. or like trying to um, be friends with the cultures, you know, yeah. because make it into like one culture, like a mixed yeah, cause, culture. Because I feel like the States really doesn't have I mean, we have culture, man. We have a native culture. Uh, we have um, pop culture. <laughs> uh, but I don't really feel like we have culture, culture, you know, like besides what people see as like the mainstream pop culture you yeah, know and, yeah. and a lot of people actually are influenced by a lot of countries are influenced by a uh, pop culture here but um i think that we're still learning to get you know to learn about our, our, our roots and yeah. where we come from you know yeah and i think when uh, like even though a lot of people say los angeles is a melting pot like it's a melting pot because there's a lot of people that live in it but the 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 locations are still like separated between like races you know yeah. like there's your area where the Mexicans are at. Like, there's a lot of Latinos, and then there's blacks, and yeah. there's your Asian communities, your white yeah. communities, like all the different communities that just kind of like separate. You're, you're separated. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like, it's weird. Like yeah. it, it is a melting pot. There's a lot of different, like a lot more variety of cultures here in the in LA than than most other cities, but it's still like separated. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. I feel that man. It's it's weird. I'm, uh, unlike uh, Latin cultures, I feel I grew up in not too far from from here at Canoga Park. Um, I don't know if this is Canoga Park, but uh, I, I know that I grew up uh, in Canoga Park, and a lot of the cultures there is Latino, you know, and uh, yeah. and it's not just Mexican culture, you know, it's it's South, South, uh, Central American culture yeah, yeah. and a lot of Hondureños and a lot of uh, Salvadoreños and all types of Latin cultures, you know, that that find like Canoga Park as a place for them that feels like home, you know, it still feels yeah. like they're, they're around, you know, Raza, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and I think also, I mean, I, I grew up, uh, um, in, uh, Pacoima area too. My grandma was, lives out there and I, I learned that there is also a melting pot of people there, you know, it's yeah. not just 
uh, Latin American people or Mexican people or African American. There's all types of people, you know. And, yeah. Um, and I've learned that you know we're all trying to you know live together in this in this uh, city or valley or whatever we call. It. But it's it's hard, man, because the valley. I feel like um, we all call home sometimes, but we all want to like create like uh, it for it only to be ours, you know, yeah, or some yeah. some type of culture or something, you know. I think one of the things that's helping kind of mix everything is the prices and rent. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, just the prices and rents are so ridiculous that a lot of the times you ha- like in these communities like Pacoima, Silmar, Alita, San Fernando, like you're getting a lot of people move into those areas because the rent is cheaper than if you yep. were anywhere else, like in Calabasas, Simi right. Valley or anywhere else that, you know, prices are a little more expensive. So I think that kind of forces people to kind of like, yeah. you know, come together in, right. a, in a way, yeah. um, you know, but, uh, but I, you know, we'll see how it is. I think, I think, uh, have you seen like those futuristic movies? I can't think of one right now, but a lot of the times, like everything's just kind of all mixed together. Like, yeah. like Blade just, Runner, maybe. Yeah. Like yeah. something like that would yeah. be like, like all races are like just in one community yeah. or one building or one, you know? Yeah. I was, I was just watching recently, uh, how there's a lot of, uh, Haitians in, in Tijuana and also there's a lot of. There's a lot of migrants that go to other countries um, to find refuge. Um, that's not the states. Um, yeah. Like for instance, uh, there's a lot of, I heard, uh, what's it called, Middle Eastern people in, in El Salvador um, that live. I'm actually uh, half El Salvadorian. My family, um, on in LA, actually is mostly Salvadorian. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I I don't really know much about my roots in Salvador. I just know that it's not really a safe place to go right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, I do. I did learn a little culture about how uh, there was a lot of refugees that went re- refuge that went um, to uh, live in El Salvador because they found um, like they were a place that they can you know go settle you know. And, yeah. um, there's. A, I mean, we don't. I guess we don't realize that uh, the states uh, is was one of the biggest places where we would everyone would go and yeah. want to settle you know. And now it's like become a place where. We don't feel wanted, you know, it's like, honestly, uh, some of us don't want to live here anymore because of just the way things have been going. You yeah. know, and it's, and yeah. it's sad to say, you know, it's like, it's obvious too. It's like, we're, we're a culture where, um, it, it's all types of cultures. There's not just, uh, you know, one culture, you know? And I think that it's something that we, we could learn from, um, from other countries, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think Canada does a lot like really well with like I went up there. I went to Vancouver. God damn it, I fell in love with that country, bro. Have <laughs> yeah. you been up to Canada? I I tripped. I did a trip to Vancouver once, and Vancouver. We were there for the weekend, man, and it was just like it felt. I felt like I was in L.A. kind of, you yeah. know, because there's just all types of people, you know, and but you can feel like it, it's different out yeah. there, you know. It's you know, it's it's weird. We went we went up to Seattle, right? No. So that's where we flew. We stayed there like three days, and then we rented a truck. And we drove up to uh, to Vancouver. Yeah. So it's like three hour to the border and then like another 40, 50 minutes to the, the city of Vancouver where yeah. we stayed at. And it sounds weird to say it, but as soon as I crossed the border, it just felt different. Right. Like <laughs> I crossed, like I literally like from US to crossing the border into Canada, yeah. it just felt totally different. Yeah. It's funny too. Uh, I did that same trip, but I went from Eugene, uh, Oregon, okay. and it's, it's a little longer. We stopped in Seattle, but once we stopped to uh, cross the border of Vancouver, there's a gas station there, yeah. and uh, I hadn't realized the change of weather, you know, and uh, <laughs> once uh, I was still in shorts, you know, because I was coming from Eugene, or I don't remember, it was hot or something, and 
shut up in Vancouver and it's super cold and I'm from the valley I mean I, I can take the cold but not that cold you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's different but I just felt like uh it was it was cool to be around something that I wasn't used to you know and, and, and what, what I like about the city is everybody's like everybody's very humble everybody's like very open friendly yeah. like it was so weird we, me and me and my girl and my kid we went up to the peak of Vancouver mm-hmm. so where they have like all the snowboarding and like mm-hmm. people go up there to like ski and stuff like that so we went up there to check it out. We didn't go to snowboard. We had my kid. He was like a year, like a year and a half, maybe, maybe a year, mm-hmm. a year. He was about a year. And um, so we went up there. It was snowing. There's snow everywhere. So we were playing in the snow. We went on like some sleds and like played a little bit. You know, he played with the snow. And and then we went inside because they were already closing. It was like getting late. So we went inside and we sat down and drink a coffee and like eat something at the yeah. little restaurant they have right there. And just across from us was this lady, this white Canadian lady um, with her kid. So we were there and, we're, you know, me and her, you, me and her speak a lot of Spanish. Yeah. So we, we usually will communicate both in English and Spanish, but we're trying to communicate more in Spanish around my kid. So he learns Spanish right. and then I know he'll learn English in school. Of course. Um, so, you know, the lady, she she turned around and I don't, I don't even know how the conversation started, but she said something in Spanish. And I was like, oh, you speak Spanish. And we just started chopping it up in yeah. Spanish. And she like sat closer to us and we we're just talking. She talked about how like she owned a business in Canada and had business that went up to uh, uh, Paraguay. Uh-huh. So she was down there. That's where she learned Spanish and uh-huh. everything. And then she came back over here Um and what tripped me out the most out of that is like, first of all, she was very, very friendly. Yeah. Uh, but we told her that we're from Los Angeles and we were visiting and we had no family. We we're just there just for fun, uh-huh. just to like, you know, like tourists. And she was like, oh, like if you guys need anything, if you want to stay at my house, like she wrote down her phone number, gave it to my girl. She's like, my house is open to you. You yeah. guys can stay like if you need or if you have any emergency, and you need anything like call me, like I'll right. come. And I'm like what the fuck? Like, you'll never see that here in LA. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, nobody will offer you to stay. I say that all the time, too, to my friends because um, I'm the type of person or me and my, my uh, fiancé, we're the type of people that are, would say when someone comes into the house, we'd offer them a drink or something like that, yeah. you know? And it's not very common in, uh, like, in America for people to do that, you know? I think it's more of a, I don't know, Latin culture where, yeah. you know, oh, can I offer you some water or something? You want, once yeah. you walk in, you know, it's like, you know, being hospitable, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, I, I don't know. I, it's different over here. You know, I feel like people don't even look at you anymore. You know, it's like they look at the floor and and try to ignore you, you know, and it's, yeah. it's something that I feel it's missing uh, is just just that everyday, you know, uh, so socializing with people, you know, and I feel sometimes we even lose our way of socializing with people, yeah. you know, because yeah. we forget how people really are in the day to day life. You know, yeah. we're not like we are on uh, stories all the time, you know, on Instagram stories or how we portray ourselves on, on social media. You know, we're just normal people, you know, uh, I, I think that it's very important to just uh, for everybody to realize that, you know, it's a night we're not, you know, get, get away from the ego, you know, because uh, it's something that uh, it could hurt our character a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and mentally and physically, everything. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And that's yeah. the same reason why, like, I'm doing this podcast, because I'm bringing random ass people from all kinds of different walks of life. Like, and I'm just chatting it exactly. up, you know, like I could learn from them. They can, you know, maybe take something from the about. podcast and it's, you know, it's pretty cool to like really, you know, open yourself up to like talking to people, you right. know? Yeah. My pops is like that too. And he, he would talk to the crackhead, you know, in Canoga Park, or he would talk to, you know, the gangsters, you know, and all that because he didn't seem 
see them as a different person. He saw them as a human being, just like him, you know? And yeah, I think that that's yeah. sometimes um, our problem is that we put people on a pedestal or they put themselves on a pedestal or something like that where it's like we have to look up to them or we have to, you know, present ourselves yeah. differently to yeah, them or yeah, something yeah. like that where in reality they're human beings just yeah. like you and me, you know, they have yeah. problems. <laughs> you know, one of the things that, that I was recently thinking about, you know how... You know how, like here in Los Angeles, one of the one of the big problems that people are trying to find a solution to is is homelessness. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of homeless people, from veterans to yeah. you know kids. There's you know all kinds of people that are very ho- like homeless and almost in downtown, a lot around the surrounding areas. And one of the things, and, and most people don't help. You know, um, most people see them and they you know they they won't even look at them. Right. They'll pretend like they're not there. You know, walk by them. Um, you know, I try it as much as I could every time I, I see one, I'll talk to them, I'll get them food or, right. you know, like at least talk or whatever. Um, but one of, one of the things, one of the things that I started thinking that, that could be a solution, um, like have, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I, I've experienced this plenty of times and this is, and I'm going somewhere with this, but have you ever experienced where you, where you like meet someone and you're just kind of like, eh, I don't like that guy, like, or I don't <laughs> like that girl or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, time goes by and then you actually give them a chance to talk and you're like, hey, actually, this person's kind of cool. Right. You know, have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, man. I, I, it's crazy how we think, you know, it's, it's, I think it's, it's an instinct in our, in our sense, in a sense, because, uh, like a defense mechanism. Yeah. Kind of we're protecting ourselves yeah. from this person or this idea yeah. or whatever. But yeah. but yeah, man, it happens to all of us. I all feel of like us. We, I think everyone's been through that. Yeah. So one of the things that, that I started thinking about, especially doing this podcast and I've already talked to like many people on the podcast and just kind of like, like I found, like I've met these people like on Instagram and stuff and I kind of know what they're like, but then they come and they speak and I'm like, like oh this guy was really cool like you know yeah. this is cool like this story was cool this situation was cool like you know and w- one of the things that i was thinking is is if if there was a way of creating a platform where you can talk to like in like this talk to a homeless man and like hear their story like where they came from how they ended right. up there and like really understand like the individual itself aside from looking at their face and how dirty or like whatever it is you know yeah. um i think you know hearing those things people will be like like they might be able to relate maybe they came from like a certain same area or maybe they went through the same situation and i feel like once you have that connection with someone you're more like you're more vulnerable to like helping you know you feel you feel like oh shit like this person's like me like i want to help them out you know and i and that's one of the things like everyone's always looking for for the way of like fixing that homeless problem and i think i think that would be a way like actually telling people stories and then yeah. like letting people listen and, and relate yeah you I mean, know? I, I, i'm a big believer of that you know <coughs> and, uh, i think that uh, we we got to see them differently you know um even just people that have um problems dependencies uh, uh we all have our dependencies you know but there's more there's people that have you know worse dependencies that we could help um and sometimes we portray them as bad people yeah. Um, or people that are going to hurt us or do damage to someone or something or property or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, but we don't really see that, you know, <coughs> they, they have problems, you know, and, uh, we, we all have problems with just people, you know, they treat it differently, you know, and, yeah. um, we're always going to have, and that's why I always tell people, I mean, as long as we all have opinions about things, I don't think, um, 
racism and opinionism of like uh, giving your opinion whatever like go away because people are always going to have their opinion they're going to have you know freedom of speech and all that you know and i think it's it's hard to control something someone's opinion you know you can you can give them ideas of better thinking you know but you you can't ever change your mind yeah i think i think the problem with that is again conversation yeah. i think the problem here is is lack of understanding um you know like when, when it comes to not to get into politics or anything but when it comes to like trump supporters and, and people that are against trump um the, the trump supporters don't realize like they in their head they can't imagine the things that people south of the border might have ever gone through they just can't imagine it they just they, they don't picture it so they, they, there's no way they could have like a uh, a sensitivity or like a or like, you know, be be like, like understanding because they can't they can't understand it they right. they can't cope to it. So I, again, I think these conversations. Um, one of the things that really pisses me off is when I see people debating something and then they just start like attacking each <laughs> other instead of trying to like make people understand. Right. Like if. <clears throat> One of the biggest things, like in, in my relationship with my my girl, one of the biggest things was a uh, in the beginning was a lack of communication. Like, I would get mad at something and she wouldn't understand and she would attack back. We just go back and forth. Right. I sat down with her and I'm like, look, this is this is crap. Like, we're we're not getting anywhere. Like, right. all we're doing is just causing harm. And my kid, I don't want him to grow up in that. Exactly. So I'm like, from now on, like, what we're gonna do is if you have if you have an issue with something, you come to me and we'll try to talk and like why I'm doing it and yeah. why you're doing it, and then we'll understand each other better. And it's easier to compromise with that, yeah. right? That's the same way that every other politician or or people that are against each other, they should sit down and have right. conversations and 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 tell their story or their point of view or why they see things yeah. and not get mad at each other for whatever, you know, opinions yeah. they have. I think that's a good way of, of approaching something rather than just arguing right. because arguing gets you fucking over. You're just, <laughs> you're just attacking that. each other. You right. know, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's sometimes crazy. for the stupidest things too. Right. But I mean, I think that like I was saying earlier, people, we all have our opinions <laughs> of, of what, of what, certain things should be or how we should treat people yeah. or all that, you know, but I think, like I said, we, we got to realize, um, you know, that we're not all about, you know, how do you say that? We're not all different, you know, I mean, we're all different, but we're, we're the same. We're all human beings, you know, it's like, we got to realize that we're all here, you know, in this world together, you know, and we got to help each other, you know, uh, as much as, as much as we can, you know, and, and communication, I feel like nowadays is, become um it's become crazy you know like sometimes by like me and my girl we we talk on on instagram right uh on like whatever the messages and then we have a complete other conversation on facebook message yeah it's so weird <laughs> right yeah. it's weird that's that's the, that's the same thing that i think and yeah. i and I, I think social media is is it has its good and its bad yeah. um when discussing anything it has its bad because oh, yeah. One of the other things, too, is we used to text and argue on text messages, but text message, you can't like understand. You can't you can't yeah. get a sense of tone. Exactly. You can't get a sense of anything. So when you receive a text message, you read it however you think that person's responding, even though that person might be calm. You might think they're yelling at you or attacking you. Yeah, that's true. But if you would have a conversation and I'm talking to you normal like this and I'm telling you this and this and that, you'd take that completely different than what that text would, you exactly. know. <clears throat> 
So that goes the same with social media. You go on there and like you say something to someone, they get offended because they think you're attacking them and they attack back and then you're offended. Yeah. And so fucking that crazy, extra dude. exclamation marker, or that question mark, <laughs> yeah. you accidentally put it yeah. in there, you know, they'll trip about that. But yeah, yeah. man, it's crazy. The society, <laughs> how we how we act nowadays, you know, towards the, the way people per- perceive us, you know, um, I don't know. It's, it's crazy how, how um, social media has changed a lot of things, you know. At least with with uh, our characters, and, and it has like, a lot of influence. Yeah, man, it's it does it does have a lot of influence, and it's we gotta think about that too. You know, it's like um, um, how it affects us mentally. You know, and what we were talking about on the way over here um, is about uh, about health. You know, how we we don't think about our, our mental health or our physical health as much, uh, but now in society where we see it's more of a problem, we're trying to f- you know find a way to to figure it out you know and it's, yeah. and it's, it's hard dude yeah. i mean we've all gone through um depression unfortunately and we've all uh, fallen into certain uh, things that we didn't ever wanted to to fall into you know but um i think it's a part of the society that we're in now you yeah. know it's like it makes us think a certain way and um it makes us want certain things and you know it's it's it's, it's a crazy world you know we gotta really we gotta um give it give us give us some time to 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 think about our health you know and and not just mentally but also physically you know because this world's beautiful man i mean i just got back from colorado which i uh, fell in love with and saw your stories bro those fucking those mountainscapes and all that shit it's like it's crazy just uh to see how how beautiful this country is i mean we all say oh it's so ugly this and that you know america sucks you know but in reality we have such beautiful landscapes we have so so many things that we need to cherish more you know and go check out i think if we all just went on a road trip got off our phones for a day or like a week or two weeks just go on a road trip and not post anything and just like experience that, and I think it'll really like open up our mind. To, yeah, to yeah. Everything. I tell I tell that to every single person that I talk to with regards to traveling. Yeah. Um, I feel like whenever you do travel, um, like people who are well traveled, like go different places and like to explore and like stuff like that, they tend to be a little more open minded to to the world. And are more understanding and are more like wanting to help and like wanting more aware of like problems and stuff like that rather than people that are like stay in one area. And, and, you know, it goes, it goes back to what I was telling you. Like, you just don't understand. You can't like think about those problems and, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to, to think that, um, to think that nowadays, you know, is that we could literally get on our phones and, uh, I don't know, just disappear, like, disappear, <laughs> like just lose so much time, you know, it's like sometimes it is good. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. There's so much good things you could find from the Internet, you know, and it's here for us. But it's like anything in this world, you know, um, more the more of it you, you do, uh, the more you dependent you become of it, you know, and, uh, and the more bad it can cost. Even water. Yeah. You drink too much water, you could drown. Right, you know? Exactly. You, you yeah. Submit yourself in water, you're going to drown, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much what I, I know. I, I've been kind of figuring out myself is like we all are dependent of something, but it's just what we, you know, how we limit ourselves, you know, to that certain thing, you know, and uh, it could really it could really help us like we were talking about today is about minimalism just taking certain things out of your life that could make you cherish it more you know you yeah. come back to it again and it's like oh wow this 
I see it so much differently. Like yeah. with music, for instance, with me, I've taken it kind of like a little break because I've been focusing on more my career and uh, in in what I do, you know. Uh, but I feel like um, I think it's important for us to just take a break and like stay on the sidelines and just kind of like you know think about yourself for yeah, a minute, you yeah. know, and uh, and just work on yourself, you know, because like I always say to people, you know, you can't show love or you can't express love without loving yourself first, you yeah, know, and. Yeah. Um, it's really hard, I feel, nowadays to, to believe in yourself, you know? I mean, there's ways you could, you know, use, like, social media for encouragement or to help your self-esteem, you know? But in reality, I think, um, like I said, we're all normal people. We all have our problems, you know? So we got to remember that we could, we got to think about ourselves yeah. more, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Totally agree on that, bro. Right. But I do wanna, I do wanna get into. We'll, we'll definitely get into more topics like that because I, I love talking about that kind of stuff, man. Yeah, man. It's so interesting. Um, but going back to what you just said right now, um, career-wise, yeah. um, I know you, you, you make music. Yeah. Um, but you make music like uh, as a, like DJ, like mixing, mixing yeah. sounds and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I started off. Um, actually making like noise music experimental music back, i remember that back in me the and you know it's funny me and ed we yeah. were just talking about um one of the shows that we went with you to in downtown that's true that's we crazy. went it's like it was in this warehouse <laughs> and there was a bunch of people like just sitting around like making noise yeah. and everybody was like kind of mixing together like together. collaborating yeah. together for a, like sound yeah and i was just like that was so mind-blown bro <laughs> i never ever in my life heard anything like that yeah and we walked in there and we're like what the fuck is going on yeah. dude like it's crazy like I, I think for for me in that period of time it really helped me with uh my like just my health dude i was really depressed i was going through a lot at that time um through you know just having the childhood that i did and like yeah. growing up uh, and it really helped me express myself i think that experimental music really helped me uh or noise music whatever you want to call it it really helped me express myself you know and and it's so cool because it's just improvisation you know you're not really like you don't have anything planned uh and i think that's a great way to look at life sometimes you know it's like just go out there and do it you know unplanned yeah unplanned you know like just make the trip you know like when i went to mexico you know that i think that was like one of the best decisions i ever made was just like unplanned like i'm gonna just go to mexico and live there for like six years but i didn't really think i was gonna live there for six years <laughs> really just for like a month but Things are unplanned, dude. You, yeah, you end up yeah. deciding it, and and if and if you have the opportunity to do it, you know, do it. You know, I think that that is definitely um, it can help us uh, yeah. a lot. You know, yeah, for sure. I totally agree on that. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I, that's that's one of the things that. Um, I've t this year I told myself that I was going to put myself in more uncomfortable situations <laughs> that I'm not comfortable with myself yeah. and, and just going along with it, you know, yeah, and, dude. and just these last like six months that I've been doing it, one being a podcast, I've never recorded anything and, and yeah. spoke or, you know, spoke my mind. I always have like these crazy fucking thoughts. And I, and then, and I talk a lot, but I don't tell a lot of people, the homies like Ed, yeah, Marco and like right. all those guys, I, I'll talk to them about that stuff, but I never really thought like to express those and put it out there. Yeah. But now I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it, man. I enjoy talking. I enjoy having conversations with people and, and you know, what better platform than a podcast where 
you know, you can sit down and record it and have people listen to it. And who knows, like, if it inspires somebody or, you know, like, and, who knows what the fuck happens and with also, it. And it also, could, it could be a trip, you know, like, in 25 years and be like, oh, wow, remember that that day where we, we sat down and yeah. did that interview with yeah. that one guy, you know? And, and, and you go back and listen to it. And you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> think like that, you know? Yeah, like, that's what's cool about I mean, I'm really, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I've gotten into, like, vlogging on YouTube. And, not, I mean, not me, myself, but, like, watching it. And it's just oh, cool okay. to see how you could record yourself and then go back like in 20 years and then see what you went through yeah. or what you what experiences yeah. you went through you know and it's it's just like a documentation of your life you know we don't a lot of people are like generations before us don't have much documentation of no, their lives no. you know? i mean how cool would it be if you could go back 100 years and see your great 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 grandparents yeah, yeah. fucking like doing things that they were doing around you know That'd like how cool would that be yeah, exactly. and and you know in the other way like how cool is it going to be for my grand grand grandkids to go back and you know be like hey my grand my great 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 grandpa used to record a <laughs> podcast and listen yeah. or like look at a video and be like oh man that was him like look at the fucking weird computer they used to have or right. these microphones what the fuck like you know next thing yeah, you know everything's going to be like very small or like integrated within your brain or yeah. something i don't know I but this, it's I have this new joke where I tell people uh, they, our our grand grand our grandchildren's grandchildren are gonna tell us oh dad you gotta come to Mars already you know or granddad you gotta go to Mars already you know you're you're old you're still living in Earth you yeah, know it's like boring you know, old Earth yeah you gotta get out of Earth already you know go come up with us to Mars you know yeah. like or space I'm like what yeah and it's like it's like your grandparents are Pokemon and you here it's gonna be that same trip yeah. and I'm gonna go visit my grandkids in Mars you know like you gonna just take a rocket ship up there like for a day (laughs) that'd be crazy if we could actually experience that one day but i mean it looks like you know who knows i'm what 30 something you know and i think we got you know 50 i don't know technology is going so fast now we don't know what's gonna happen in 50 years but 50 years when i'm 80 who knows what's gonna happen i mean just in these last 20 years look how far we've come from technology yeah man i mean 20 years ago you're looking at brick phones that we used to have you know and, and now look at these small like smartphones that control our whole yeah. life and we, we're actually like the our generation the the millennials or whatever they um we went through everything i just like that meme that we saw yeah. you know it's like we went through yeah. everything. We went through all the phases vhs cds yeah you know internet <laughs> all that you know like we went we saw it all we saw the know? start of the internet and all yeah. that stuff like well not the start but like we saw when it started growing well we got those aol disc in the mail and yeah, like, yeah and dad, like, I'm gonna a free use- trial one month <laughs> stick it in there just get a free trial that, yeah that was, dude that's that was crazy right. bro like, I, I i can't i remember those days like and you had the weird that. sound like yeah the dial-up. <laughs> yeah before it connected <laughs> yeah yeah that was the shit man my, i remember my dad would always get mad at me because you know to take up the phone line you know it's only an hour today i'm like all right dad I'll, they I can't get it. phone calls yeah remember that you couldn't get phone calls in your home because you were yeah, on the internet that was before cell phones yeah. fuck dude that's crazy yeah that's man. fucking crazy man yeah it was it was a it was a crazy time to be alive you know just learning you know about the internet and how quick you can get information you know some people will wait so long just to get some information you know and nowadays it's like you can oh yeah that city amboy california yeah they had you know whatever you know and you look it up and it's like oh that's crazy you know but before like people you would never hear about that city you know no one unless you went and traveled yeah exactly explored randomly without planning anything yeah like you said yeah, actually, Amboy's uh, place. I don't know if you heard of that place no. before. I went by there another day. Um, well, when we were traveling back to LA, 
and it's in the the desert, the Mojave Desert, okay. where uh, so it's in California. Yeah, where the routes where Route sixty it passed yeah. through Route sixty six yeah. okay. um, in, in Nevada, and it's close by to you know where Area fifty one is yeah, and yeah. all that, all those areas. But it's one of the highways on the back way of Vegas. If you ever go to Vegas, you take the back way. Um, forget what freeways nipton road so if you take nipton road um going back to la from vegas you could take like the scenic you know desert route and it's crazy there's a lot of crazy things you could find there and uh we stopped by this place called amboy california and actually my phone had died i didn't get to take any pictures but it's one of those uh gas rest stops or stops on the historic 66 route you know and uh it's just like an abandoned place dude it's only like um an hour away from from Palm Springs, I think. Um, okay. But um, but yeah, it's like an old cafe. I think it's called Roy's Cafe, which I th- think it's still open. But I heard what my my friends were telling me, my coworkers were telling me that someone bought that whole town for a million dollars. Yeah, and, that's it. Yeah, a there's dollars. like properties in this area that go for a million dollars. You know, like yeah, it's crazy. But if you go, they <laughs> bought you, a whole town. If you look at it, man, it's just a trip. Just to like, it's like a ghost town. You know, there's a lot of those ghost towns on on those on that route yeah. you know where it, it, that's probably one of the trips i would love to do is just like take the historic 66 route you yeah, know yeah. And it starts here in california and yeah. it takes you all of it to illinois yeah and uh, i mean if you research more about that route and it's crazy how a lot of these towns became ghost towns after the interstate highway came out you know and uh, and not just that one of the stories <clears throat> As you saw, I just came back from Death Valley, yeah. and we, there's a lot of ghost towns in that area. Oh, yeah. And what it was is there's a lot of like mining, like for rocks mining and stuff like that. Right. There's a lot of mine town. It's a mine town, so um, a lot of the times those mining uh, companies would shut down, and those mining companies would house their employees in the areas. Yeah. So we we're driving through a lot of areas where there's industrial like companies, and then around it is just like trailer parks or right. like <laughs> people where people like they they house people, you know. Yeah. And some of the old ghost towns from like the twenties, um, that's what happened. There were just miners and, and you know, the, the jobs disappeared, the companies went down and you know, that's how they became ghost towns, these yeah. people just disappeared. Exactly, man. So the civilization just took off and went somewhere else. And left you everything know? there. All but, the structures. But and yeah, stuff. man, I was watching this YouTube video about the that sixty six highway and there's just a lot of cool places where it used to be like a stop for everybody you know and like once this new highway system that we take now um came about those routes became you know not used as yeah. at all you know and the value of of all the businesses went down and you know pretty much shut everybody down you know but there's a lot of cool places which i'd like to come visit go visit one time like this place called midpoint uh midpoint texas i think it is and i think that's like one of the like where it's like the middle middle point of of that route where it takes you to illinois so it's like a midpoint of of that route and it's got like a really cool souvenir place and there's a lot of cool things on that route which i would like to take one day but but yeah i think what that's one of my goals in life is to be able to like get i don't know a trailer or something you know and just like travel yeah or something you know i've actually been looking into a van because all my coworkers have vans and i'm like maybe i should get a van dude because yeah one of the uh, um, I follow this photographer uh, Travis Burkhart. Uh, he's he's a uh, very famous photographer. He travels for a living on a van, and, and you know he takes a lot of like really cool like scenic um, shots. 
and um and he, he lives a van life like he just has his own van and he travels all over the u.s and stuff like that and and uh he, he just put up a post yesterday about that he was like if you're ever looking into the van life like you want to try to like test it out first and you want to there's like companies that rent them now oh, wow. like completely built like they're all like Houses, kitchen yeah, yeah. beds everything and they rent them out um, so you get a feel for your own style, like what you want, like what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And then you go and build it because it's very expensive to build one, like a legit yeah. one that's, you know, where you can actually like be comfortable in. Um, so I was like, well, that's crazy. You know, like, yeah, I'd be crazy though to, to do that. I mean, <clears throat> to do that one day, even I, I would love to do that one day in America, especially in America, just go, you know, cross country and just stop wherever I want yeah. you know, and sleep wherever I want. Yeah. And that's 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 one of the luxuries that we have here that you can actually go and do that because yeah. it's a lot safer than right. doing it in other places. There's other places. I mean, you can't do that in Mexico. You no, know? Man. Yeah. I mean, you can, but it's very risky. Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's dangerous out there. You know, like, yeah, that's what I've been thinking, because. I don't know if I've told you, but I've been thinking about moving back uh, to Mexico, uh, possibly by the next year. Um, no shit. But uh, I've been thinking just because um, I feel like I want to work on uh, helping my, you know, my people from from Mexico and and just being around that culture. I just feel like it's just my, more my style, you know, and uh, being around uh, people that I, you know. My family's over there too. My Mexican family. I do have a lot of family here, but what I was thinking is possibly doing that. You know what my grandparents did was you know live here six months and then travel back six months and try to make as much money as I can in those six months and be able to you know take money back to Mexico and you know buy property and make my house out there. Yeah, yeah. Because in reality, I you know we got to think about our retirement. We don't know if we're gonna have social security when we're when yeah. we're you know. 60 whatever how old they are to get social security now but we gotta think about our retirement you know and how we're gonna live our life after we can't work anymore you know so um if i could start that now in 30 years when it comes to time you know i'll be ready you know to to live in mexico which in 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 my mind i feel like in 30 years it could be a lot that changes you know mexico Um, but i don't know they say it's very dangerous and i understand i mean very dangerous everywhere you know but um, you just gotta be careful where where you put yourself in and where you involve yourself in i personally don't feel like it's as as dangerous as people make it seem to be at least like this last time that i went to alahara like i didn't i didn't feel unsafe at any point in time um within the city and i think it just goes to like you know how you portray yourself you're walking out there with like jewelry and like driving these crazy cars and you're really showing off like you're gonna cause a lot of attention Mm -hmm. and you're probably gonna run into problems you know like yeah i mean anywhere and you're not gonna walk it through a dark alley in any city you know it's like you you gotta think about it before you do it you know it's like you don't never been there before but yeah that's kind of how i i see i feel like it right now i think it's kind of crazy what's going on with mexico because it's just a change of government and right now and there's always i mean right now like look at america you know we're going through a lot of shit because of change of governments and that's what happens you know and also like when it's venezuela what's going on over there Uh, it was a change of presidency they they had hugo chavez and now they have maduro you know and and maduro is you know he's kind of picked up the slack of Hugo Hugo Chavez, like all the shit that he did that maybe wasn't the best for their country, he's figuring it out now, you know? And it's like, 
America doesn't realize that he's pretty much picking up the slack, you know, but he's trying to figure it out. But it's like it's hard when there's been so much shit fucked up for so many years. It's not going to take overnight to fix. You know, it's not going to take America, United States of America to fix either, you know, and that's what's going on right now. You know, and it sucks to say that America is doing the same thing that they've been doing to everybody. You know, it's just take being the boss or being the bullies or being the police, you know, trying to come and and say whatever they want to say and do whatever they want to do. You know, and it's fucked up, you know, and I was like, I was telling you about that, that movie Zeitgeist. There's a part of that movie where he, one of the guys that's talking about 9-11 and all that, how they say that it's all going to happen and all this and that. He actually starts talking about Venezuela, how America, the United States of America is going to go to Venezuela in the future and, and take over their country because of the oil that they have. I mean, as we know, Venezuela is one of the most richest oil reserves in America. Yeah. You know? So... I mean, we know America, they love oil, you know, and they're going to find any way to get it, you know? So, I mean, it's crazy, you know, the the world we live in, you know, where it's like we're kind of brainwashed to think a certain way in reality or or make us, like, um, give us memes or do certain things to, like, avoid us to, real, to like, focus on the real problems, yeah. you know? And they, like, yeah, I feel like that happens a lot. I feel like yeah. every time some crazy shit really happens or something that else that happens to kind of distract everybody from, from yeah. you know, what it really is. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Joe Rogan, so I listened mm-hmm. to his a lot. Yeah. And he had this girl, I forgot what episode it was or who the guest was, but the girl... Um, was studying abroad. She oh, she has she has her own podcast in politics. So basically, what she does is she knows politics really well. So um, she t- she's the one who talked about that that whole like how how things are done on the side to distract you while they're doing try, trying to you yeah. know, do something else. And she was talking about how how um you know certain things that are happening and when they passed like certain bills that did certain things and people didn't know about her they missed it because they were distracted on something else and and so she has this podcast where she breaks down each thing that's happening and it's kind of like news when she sees something got passed she puts it out there and people listen to it um and she was studying abroad in germany and she was staying with this family uh german family that, that spoke english as well and she was she was explaining how she tripped out on how how people like watch the news about us like well I forgot what what specific situation she was talking about but apparently something happened within politics mm-hmm. and the president was speaking and like all the Americans were like clapping they're happy and this and that right like and then and then you know here in Germany they were just like like what the fuck is this guy doing he's a clown like blah 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 whatever yeah. and they, and she was just confused so she spoke to them and they explained like what like the reality was of it she was just like whoa like it's crazy how how we see things here a certain way but when you look at it from a different perspective like from from outside from the outside you're yeah. just like holy shit like this is crazy you yeah, know i would always i always thought that people thought of us as a joke when they'd see like our comedians do news you know and it's like for me I, that's the way i watch news because that's kind of like what i understand you yeah. know but for i for foreigners i, I imagine they make fun of us because we use our comedy, news as comedy sometimes yeah. you know and which is it's like the daily show which i like watching yeah, but it's too. like it's funny because like that's the way we we can understand it not yeah. like cnn or all that bullshit you know like which i mean we will watch it because it's on but nah dude like i'd rather watch the daily show to tell me what's funny. going on yeah because it's kind of like, comedy to explain it yeah, yeah. You know? uh, 
but like you were saying, it, I, I imagine like the foreigners see us as like a joke kind of thing yeah, <laughs> that we yeah, make sure. fun of our news or like when Trump became president, they're going to have so much to talk about now, you know, it's like, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's crazy, dude, like yeah, the whole. It's nuts. Fuck. So if you, if you move out there, are you planning on doing like the same thing that you're doing now? Because right now you're doing like audio, like audio and light yeah. engineering. AV, yeah. A, they call it AV work or audio visual. Um, but I work, yeah, I work in, what I was thinking is like working here six months and then traveling back uh, when it's cold season because um, uh, I work in like concerts and festivals and stuff like that too. So during the summer and the heat is when you get most work. Uh-huh. And like right when November hits, late December, I mean late November, early December is when it just dies. So it dies till like maybe March. First, first thing of March, you know, it Spring. starts heating up again. So I'll have like yeah. more four, four months of like just dead time. So I was thinking that'd be a great time to just go back to Mexico and like work on my business, you know, and like work on a business that I want to do over there. Yeah. Um, while I'm, you know, on break, cause I'm going to be over here spending money on rent and stuff like that just to survive, you know, and in reality yeah. I could be over there living large, you know, or living the way <laughs> I want to live. Um, and, uh, you know, still having money to start my own business, yeah. you know, because in here I feel like you got to have either investors or someone that really wants to, you know, investors, pretty much someone that believes in you, you know, to start a business or you just got to gang of money, you know, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, here it's super hard to start a business. And if you fail, you're pretty much fucked, you yeah. know, like you gotta, you know, pick up, you know, from the bottom pretty much. Yep. But, but yeah, I feel like Mexico to me is still accessible uh, for what I want to do. Um, it's cheap over there too. Yeah, you know, when I went over there, I think I went over there with like six hundred bucks for a week, and me, my girl, my kid, and that was like more than enough. Yeah, you like, probably had more. You had yeah, like, well, we rented a, I rented a car for the week. Yeah. I food. We were never home. Like yeah. we stayed at my uncle's house. You ate out every day. We <laughs> ate out every day. Like we, you yeah. know, we were everywhere. You yeah. know, like and. And you probably still had pesos yeah. going home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And it's it's just a, a different lifestyle out there, man. I just feel like, uh, I mean, of course, there's there's gonna be our, the bad guys, you know. But there's so many good guys out there, good people that want to help you out and want to show you things, you know, and just tell you about their culture, you know. And yeah, for me, that's just like all I wanted to learn is like if one day I could go to El Salvador and learn about my culture, I would if I had someone to show me, but I don't really know anybody out there anymore. All my family has moved back yeah, moved here. Here. So it's like me going over there. It's just like, I might own risk, you know, or figure it out, which yeah. in reality, and they like, could spot Americans, like, like freaking like nothing out there, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll, be, I mean, you'll stand out. For definitely. Sure. Yeah. The Salvadoreños are more, are darker skin. I'm like a light, you know, skin guy. So they're <laughs> yeah. definitely going to see like something different. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I think, uh, we should all, um, try to find out more about our roots, you know, and get back to where we came from, you know, and because uh, I think that it'll kind of make us figure out who we are and what we, yeah. you know, how we're going to react to things yeah, yeah. and how we are, yeah. you know, like, I didn't know that, you know, Mexicans have a certain way of thinking or a certain, I don't know, I think it's in our genes or in our, I don't know, in our DNA that we we think a certain way or we do certain things or you know, but it is true, you know, a lot of people have their certain traits because of their roots, you know, um, maybe not just physically, but mentally, you know, and. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, and, and I think it's not really DNA. I think it is like the culture. Yeah. Like, you know, definitely, man. Yeah. Like, you're, like every culture is set on their own, like ways of doing things. And then, you know, it's, it's crazy. Like when you, especially here, like you said, the, the melting pot, like when there's like those interracial uh, relationships, when it's like a, a Latino, because most of the Latino community is pretty much like the same similar culture, yeah. even though like maybe the way they talk or the stuff they eat is different. Like yeah. it's still the same, like similar culture. Uh, but when you go like outside of that, like if a Mexican or a Latino marries like a white or black Asian Indian mm-hmm. or anything, like those are way different cultures. Way like different, yeah. the way of thinking, the way of doing things, the way you raise a family, like it's all different. You yeah. know, and I think that, that becomes like, difficult for somebody that really grew up sometimes i feel that i've i did uber once um in my lifetime and i what yeah really (laughs) yeah what yeah i did it once it's so common how 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 the hell have you did it once well i'm saying no like i worked like drove i thought like you took uber yeah once with the i was like what yeah i take uber (laughs) a lot but yeah yeah (laughs) but i i drove uber once and there's this chick that was talking about how she has problems with their husband and her husband's like hindu and she's asian and i'm like that's completely different cultures i don't know how you guys like live you know like you have to take your shoes off he has to take his shoes off when he gets out of the house or i don't know how it works but they have different cultures the way they live you know it's like she was telling me all the problems they go through and it's like sometimes it's hard man like dealing with different cultures you know and or how having to know how they live you know yeah. a certain way you know because i mean We've all been kind of not racist, but we've all been kind of maybe you know judgmental in yeah, a way of yeah. of certain cultures, yeah. you know. Uh, but sure. but uh, but yeah, I think it's it's different, man. We got to realize that we are all you know the human beings, but we all have a different way of thinking, you know, and that's what makes us unique, you yeah. know. I think you. I think when you go into those type of relationships, you have to really go in with an open mind, right? Like understand that that this person's totally different from you, you right. know, and really like. Everything that happens or that bothers you, you just kind of step back and be like, all right, maybe this is the way they do things over there, you know, and try yeah. to understand it. You can't go into it thinking that you're just going to run the show and, and you know, like, because that shit's yeah. not going to work. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's cultures where they feel like they're the boss, even if they're like, they're, they just have like a stronger character, you yeah. know, or the character, their cultures are more stronger yeah. you know, than other cultures. But, but yeah, I mean, uh, Luckily, I found me a Mexican woman, and we get <laughs> along pretty good. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard, man, finding a partner, and especially in this kind of society we live in. You know, it's like I have so many friends that that I know that have gone through relationships. You know, and it's just it's just difficult, man, being able to find someone cohesive to what your lifestyle yeah. is, and kid, you know, kind of compromise. You know, yeah. and that's what it's most important in a relationship is compromising certain things. You might not like to do this but she does and that makes her happy you know so maybe you know you could do it once a month you know or some whenever yeah. she you know just think about certain things that because she, she she's gonna have to also or he's gonna have to uh, compromise yeah. certain yeah, things sure. maybe you fart at night and she don't like that but you know <laughs> she gotta get used to it because you're yeah. a farter you know yeah. so. put a fan or something <laughs> exactly. you figure it out you know like but yeah, we're all, you know, we all got to compromise in this life, you know, and not just in relation, like in the intimate relationships, but in, in physical, like our yeah. own friendships, you know, like get, get, hit up your homie that you haven't talked to in five years, you know, let them need to know that you're thinking about him or how's he doing, you know, it's just important just to 
that one text or just the call, you know. It's yeah. like, and we were always upset. Oh, like my grandma, she'd always be like, pues mijo, no, nunca me hablan a mí. You know, like they never call me. You know, and it's like, well, you know, it's not, it's, you, you don't have to wait. Ways, yeah. You don't have to wait <laughs> for them to call you. You could call them too, abuela, you know. And it's like, I understand. She's but I got think that's a Latino ways. thing too because yeah. my mom does that. Yeah. Like my mom would be like, like I was like, like, I won't talk to her for, like, a week, and then, like, I'll send her a text, and she'll be like, oh, you forgot you have a mother. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, a, like you could have texted me if you really wanted to, you know, like, exactly. reach out. Like, what the hell? Yeah, it, I see it all the time, like, with my family, and it's like, oh, your, your abuela doesn't call me. And it's like, well, why don't you call her? Like, she's saying the same thing. Why don't you call her? Yeah. And it's like, you guys are just, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, I guess it's kind of maybe like an ego thing, you know? It's like you're waiting yeah. for them to call you, you know? But it's like, no, man, just... I don't know, not be the better person, but like just be, you know, the first person to call, you know, and make them feel like they're wanted or they're liked or they're you yeah, know, thought yeah, about, yeah. you know, because we all go through, like I said, mental health and it's a problem where we all, we got to realize that we all have a little bit of that, you yeah. know, that we, one of the, one of the things that I, um, that I, uh, I, I listened to, uh, you know who Gary V is? <clears throat> so Gary V is this, He's like super famous Instagram guy. Um, it's not really through Instagram, but he's he <clears throat> he's uh, he's Russian, and his family came from Russia. He was born here, or he was born in Russia, and they came, brought him when he was a little kid. And his dad started a wine company. He turned it into like a million, multi-million dollar company. And now he's like a big entrepreneur, and he's he's really motivational when it comes to like the entrepreneurship or how to like you know really find happiness. He's all about happiness. Like yeah. he 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 doesn't he doesn't push you try to become a millionaire to be happy. He says if you if you are happy making forty thousand a year, then do that. Exactly. You know if you're not, then get out of that and find your happiness. That's yeah. like his ultimate like thing, and he always revolves everything about that. And one of the things that he um, that he said that always stuck to me is in order to find happiness, in order for you to be happy with yourself, you need to, um, you need to do things without expectations. Yeah. So like you can't expect anything from anyone that you do. If you're doing, yeah. if I'm doing you a favor, like I can't sit there and expect you like, Oh, like I did this favor to him. He owes me. Exactly. And then like, you just live so unhappy because yeah. you're not you're, waiting. You thought it was a yeah. favor and you're like, Oh cool. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. You leave. And then I'm sitting there like that asshole, like he didn't fucking do anything back for me. Like what the hell? Like yeah. da -da, you're expecting. And so you're so unhappy because you're sitting there expecting, you know, something in return, but on vice versa, if you just don't expect anything, you do something, you're like, yeah, like I helped somebody, I helped somebody out. I did, I did a favor yeah. for this person. Like, cool. Like I don't expect anything. And if they do do something in return, cause they're not going to forget about it. You're gonna be like, oh shit, that was yeah. fucking cool. You, you know, didn't like, expect yeah. it, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, I think that's very important too. Yeah. Like my mom tells me that all the time. Like, cause <clears> I used to be the type <throat> of kid, you know, where it'd be like, you know, I'd expect something from someone when I give it to them, but then I realized, dude, that that's just hurting myself. Yeah. You know, you're just hurting yourself yeah. more, and you're making you know other people look at you like that, like that type of person. Yeah, you know, yeah. in reality, I don't care what people think about me, but still, you don't want people to portray you as that. Type of person something you know? that you're really not yeah uh, you know and just um, for like selfishness kind of in a way you know yeah exactly that's crazy man uh, so fucking um what what uh what, what are your plans with this whole like like i know you told me you want to go deeper into like your little career yeah um, in audio and, and lighting well and right, right now yeah right now i guess because mm, I, I saw that you you uh, you worked the Rams event, huh? For yeah, the Super Bowl. I did the Super Bowl the game, uh, halftime show. And yeah. I saw it. I was like, 
this motherfucker's in the Rams game? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, man. Sometimes uh, they just tell me to show up one day to a job site, and I don't even know where I'm going but or who's playing or what, you know. But oh, that really? day, I was just like, yeah, go to the Memorial Coliseum. I'm like, all right. You know, I always go, I always go work, do some event there. We do the MMA um, battles there. I forget what battle it is. Like the some battle that they do at the Coliseum. We do yeah, that yeah, all the time. Yeah. But I guess they just recently, the company I worked for got a contract with uh, the Rams, and they're going to be doing, like, the halftime shows now or something like that. And That's so sick. That was, like, the first couple, like, the first show that we did that was on. Second you know, Super Bowl. The, yeah, like, Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that's the job site today, you know. But it's cool, like, the the, the job that I that I do right now is, you know, doing uh, what they call stagehand work, uh, being on stage. Uh, helping you know any kind of labor work that they need so if they need to put up like a drum set or they need to put keyboards on or they need to set up a you know scenic uh, background for the set or something just working on a set pretty much you know so set work and all that stuff you know and sometimes um it's just a quick you know load in which uh which is pretty much loading in all the equipment from the band all the scenic stuff all the stuff that they have for the set we set that all up and pretty much do the show. And then after, either if we get the show call, which pretty mean, which means that you were there for the whole show, yeah. um, then you get to work the whole show, which you know it could be like a fifteen-hour day sometimes. But uh, most of the time, I'll do like a load in and a load out, which means uh, like you bring the equipment in and then you break strike everything and take it back to the truck, you know, yeah. so that they can take it home and go to the next show or whatever. So um, I do a lot of that, which uh, I work for different companies doing that all over L.A. And they also have contracts outside of L.A. So I'll, I'll sometimes travel out um, to different places. Um, like last week we went to Arizona and Colorado. We worked uh, different hotels there. So, uh, you know, every hotel, most of the hotels have ballrooms. And inside the ballrooms they'll have like meetings or stuff like that uh, for corporate companies that have like meetings with their managers or. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that, you yeah. know. So we'll set up like all of their sets, um, you know, audio, video, lighting, all that stuff, you know. So yeah. We'll be there. Um, and sometimes, you know, they don't have, you know, a certain amount of people uh, in that city. So they'll call us or to do it, you know. So we'll, mm. we'll go do it. Um, also just got recently contracted by a friend um, here in L.A. for uh, this company called E360. And they do all the... Um, sideline uh led walls for the soccer games um so oh, okay. like all the promotions you see on yeah, yeah the, the lights to light up the promotions on the side yeah so we're gonna we, we're pretty much gonna be setting all that up um i'm gonna be leaving the 26th to the galaxy earthquakes game uh at stanford oh, university dude, that's so sick yeah, so i'm gonna get to see that i've actually haven't been dude that's a big rivalry too is it yeah i yeah. know it's i know it's a pretty big the earthquakes yeah. uh san jose right san jose earthquakes <clears throat> yeah so i'm gonna be doing that with a buddy which is a huge rivalry is it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm a i love the la galaxy yeah. like i always like i haven't gone as much as i i wanted to but with a kid and everything yeah. that i'm doing it's kind of hard but but uh, it's a huge rivalry, and I have a really good friend that's like a diehard fan. He goes to like almost every game, nice. and uh, and yeah, he's always like, dude, I want to go to San Jose. Like, you should take a trip with me and like go yeah. watch the game out there. Like, 
So that's pretty dope. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even know. You know, my family actually is from San Jose, and I told him about it. He's like, "No way, you're going." I'm like, "Yeah, I guess. I don't know." Yeah, like, if you show up with, <laughs> if you show up to your family's house in the LA Galaxy yeah. jersey, they'll probably strangle yeah, you. Yeah, no, they're they're huge. <laughs> like, they're big Sharks fans and Earthquake fans. So like, there's another always, rivalry: the the LA Kings and and the San Jose Sharks. Another huge rivalry right. too. Yeah, man. So yeah. I'm excited for that. That's gonna be my first gig doing with this company. So I mean, wish me got wish me luck it would be a long day we're gonna have to set up you know just think about how big a you know, football yeah, field yeah. is so we're gonna be setting up all that led walls um and it sounds like you just like to somebody who doesn't know they, they just think about it and like oh you just go put a light there and just walk away but yeah, it's not it's nah. like cables wires yeah, lots, you know, lots, lots of, of stuff things. i mean there's departments uh over departments i mean I, there's certain things i can't do because it's someone else's department like electric electrician stuff you know i can't yeah. plug in like certain things you know but i mean you start off somewhere you know so i mean i right now i'm at the stage hand which is pretty much just like labor work and then there's tech workers which you know you get to do actually operating of the equipment you know like camera op or whatever you know and that's cool um what what i really would want to do is uh audio which is always what what i was into you know is doing audio um but um but yeah i think that uh I think that uh, there's a lot of departments in that in 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 that industry where I could grow in, you know. So I'm just trying to figure out my niche and what I like, you know. Right now, what's really big is LED walls, um, and um, you know I've been working a lot with uh, companies doing just building LED walls. You know, I mean, if you go to all the concerts, you notice all those big LED walls. Oh yeah, that they the do. giant ones, and they do all these crazy effects in yeah. the back. So we're building all those like oh, for the fuck. festival. And those are all little single bulb LEDs that just like they're kind of like the panels, like these panels that yeah, you have for yeah. soundproofing. Like they're kind of like that size, um, but there's like four of them inside um, each each one. Um, so and so each panel is put on individually. Yep, you gotta oh, screw fuck. them on. I mean, there's thousands <laughs> of them. Sometimes like Coachella, for instance. I work for Golden Voice, so uh, like we do big events like festivals at the Queen Mary and everywhere, you know. But uh, sometimes there's huge LED walls where you're pretty much just put on that crew. You know, they'll tell you. Oh, when you stick. walk up to it, do you just lick it in like, fuck, like long <laughs> We day. don't even know. We don't even know because, you know, we don't know until we see the truck or they tell us, oh, there's five trucks today or there's two trucks today, you know. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes it's just like, oh, I'm loading like two guitars and like a DJ or sometimes I'm just doing a DJ riser or a DJ system. So it's really yeah. easy, you know. But um, actually, I have my boss text me to see if I could work tomorrow. There's an event going on. Um, there's an event going on free tomorrow at the gas company tower. It's actually like an exclusive, not a really exclusive event. And people don't know about it, but there's this, the gas company tower in downtown LA. They have every second Wednesday, they'll have uh, free shows uh, for like lunchtime. So if you're like in that area and you have like an hour to walk away from lunch, you can go hang out there and, and they have like artists performance stuff, like local like artists artists perform tomorrow they have a jungle fire um i don't know if you know who that band no. is they're like a um fella Kuti. i don't know if you know like uh afro beat kind of music they're like very percussionist uh kind of type of music so I mean, they're going to be playing there tomorrow gas company tower at 12 um and pretty much you know that's what i'd be doing they'll hit me up one day and be like hey come to work you know we got a gig at this tower in downtown yeah know? show up at eight you know so i'll be there all day um but it's cool just to 
every day is like a different place. Yeah, th- I think know? that's the best thing about that type of job is that you, you don't get bored because exactly. it's different events, different sets, different, you know. Yeah, I mean, you might be doing story. similar stuff, but it's different locations, different. Yeah. It's like, you and know, that's what around. that's what I feel like this is like what I want to do. You know, even though, like, like I say, I'm pretty much at the bottom right now, uh, but it takes time. And like the audio guys. Uh, been in that position for 20 years the guys that do the mixing and all the gigs yeah. you know they've been uh, behind the boards for years and that shit's yeah. complicated dude i have this little mixer for <laughs> for the podcast yeah and i was like i had to literally sit down and like fuck with all the little knobs to figure out what the hell was what and, like yeah. adjust it like you know and it's crazy i, st- I still like don't understand exactly like, I, I know what each one of them does but like i don't like like if there was something I really wanted to change, I don't know how yeah. to tweak them all to get it that. And know, that's crazy because that's old school. Nowadays it's all digital, so there's Is no knob. Well, there's knobs, but everything's like on a screen, you know. Yeah. And then like an iPad, you can walk away and yeah. use your iPad now, you know. So it's oh, like, and then adjust all the all the, the yeah. The, there's there's so much to learn. I mean, that's why it's like when I go to these gigs, I just try to like be cool with them, you know, and be like, hey, can I just like check be your like shadow today, yeah. <laughs> like learn from you, you know? Because there's a lot of people that. Are dicks sometimes like all of the techs are dicks. Yeah, you know? they don't want to. They don't want to teach you. You know, they, they feel like you're gonna take their, their job or something. Or not necessarily. They've been in that job for twenty years. Like so just annoyed. Not, yeah, they're just annoyed. They're just an old guy that doesn't want to deal with these new guys. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of like the company that I that I just came back from <clears> Colorado, <throat> Geared Up uh, Productions. They're from Desert Hot Springs, and they're all old OGs, man. They've been doing it for. 20 plus years you know and there's uh, companies that we work for that i work for that used to work for him you yeah. know and they have now they have their own companies you know so it's like people that that want to learn from people you know that but there's also people that take advantage of people you know where it's like in this industry there's, there's so many people that do that because it's there's uh-huh. millions of dollars being made you know how much they pay for these festivals how much they a lot of money i mean how much you think coachella makes really. ridiculous i mean yeah. to to set up the lineups or pay the lineups that they have in artists like yeah. it has to be and we don't think about that dude money. and that's something that i started appreciating a lot more is like whenever i go to shows i look at the sets you know and be like damn that's a lot of work you know but we don't we just go to the shows and just like we're there you know we don't think <laughs> about that like a lot of people don't know that this year there's someone that died at Coachella. You know, there's been people that know these things and these are people that work the event that made these sets for you to enjoy. You know, they don't talk about these things, you know, because they don't want, you know, to lose business, I guess, yeah. Coachella, yeah. you know, but I mean, it's, it's crazy how it's a very, very dangerous industry. You know, we're dealing with very expensive equipment, very heavy equipment and literally anyone can get hurt. I mean, there's yeah, a, you can you can climb up to the top of the set to build it. I mean, you have to, I'm sure you have to climb up there. To, yeah, dude. There's so you like, fall off. Like and, I said, there's so many departments. Uh, there's what they call riggers. Uh, they they go up in the in, in in the truss. What they call the truss is structural. Uh, what we use for the structural um, weight, so we can put lights and audio yeah, and all that. Yeah. You know, so these guys go up 80 feet. And actually, this guy that died this year, he was one of the riggers. Um, he died because he fell off the roof uh, 80 uh, feet uh, down to the floor uh, rest in peace uh but he uh he was an og you know he was in the game for 20 years and he made the mistake and cost him his life you know and uh it's a very dangerous industry you know and uh, honestly that's why sometimes i like being in the position i i have because i know that i don't have to go all the way up there you know and do those yeah. crazy things you know yeah, like yeah. or have to be on a, behind a board you know where it's like i can fuck up everything if i don't if i press one button wrong yeah. you know or 
like you know like that guy at the it's a lot of pressure dude a lot of pressure man like <laughs> i always think about Shit. that guy in hawaii you know that guy uh that pressed the alarm and it was like one of those uh, oh yeah the miss the, the missile launch or yeah. something like they were being attacked <laughs> and like everyone went crazy uh, in hawaii dude they were going crazy everyone got an alert on their phone right yeah. like they got an alert that this is not a test like you, you were being attacked with missiles and shit like yeah. seek shelter like what the fuck dude? <laughs> I, I don't i never i never want to be that guy you know so it's like i, I wonder if he got fired i'm sure dude i mean i remember hearing him like a talk uh, he talked about it well they, they they interviewed him or something and I, I remember and he just said like i'm sorry i forget what he said but he said like he's sorry <laughs> like it was an accident you know like damn dude, my bad like, <laughs> like everybody in the world thought we were about to die you know yeah. like, uh, especially in hawaii like where do you go yeah, you're at an island right. you know yeah. like like yeah. one of those nuclear missiles hits that island <laughs> i mean i don't care where you're at like the thing's gonna you're gonna die you know like yeah. it's gonna destroy it like you can't run anywhere right you know? exactly it's but not like you could drive away somewhere you know yeah man it's crazy how yeah <laughs> But yeah, one one day hopefully I could, uh, you know, like right with this company that I just started working with, E360, I'm actually going to be like supervising workers, you know, so I'm actually going up now. But I mean, uh, you learn, you know, and you take steps to, to get to those positions, you know, and, and learn to do other things. And maybe, yeah. you know, I'm gonna, maybe I'm a camera operator. I don't know. Maybe I'm uh led technician you know i don't know you know but i'm here learning and figuring out what i want to do and what i like to do and right now stagehand is like i get to learn a little bit of everything yeah you know? so it's You're not, kind of involved in the whole thing yeah i mean that's kind of cool though because like you could really like figure out where you want to be you exactly. know like you'll 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 dab into different little things that you're that you're around and, and you figure it out and you're like i want to go that route you right know? Like, exactly. that's dope yeah, I mean, I, like I was telling you, I was into solar, and I still feel like solar is something that we could, you know, we need to start thinking about more. We need to start thinking about more because, uh, I mean, our our environment is is definitely getting hurt by yeah, what we're doing yeah. to it, you know. And uh, there's there's ways to to help our society. I just I just heard just recently in Michigan, or I don't remember if it was where it was, but they recently just created these new solar panels that are glass solar panels um which yeah i don't know how it works yet i need to research more about it because i don't know if it's fake news or not but i read on it and it said that they're creating these glass solar panels which are more efficient than the ones we have now because i don't know if you know the solar panels that are out now they only give you maybe tops 30 percent efficiency so that's why you have to have so many solar panels yeah, to be able to, to produce the whole roof to produce yeah, that's one of, power. That's one of the reasons, like, I do understand that part of it. Uh, that's one of the reasons why um, a lot of people talk about, like, hey, why don't they make car solar? Like, <laughs> you know how many panels you have to put up yeah, there to, exactly. like, yeah. you know, be able to make your car run, let alone, like, for a long distance? Like, exactly. it's not going to produce enough energy, you know? You're not going to be able to drive it at night, right. like, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Hopefully, uh, they start researching more or they make more research on that. And one day, our cars can be made of the solar and everything That'd be can be crazy. electrical and not gas, diesel, or whatever, you know, <clears> because... Reality, I mean, I, who doesn't want a Tesla, man? I don't want a Tesla, dude. That shit looks so sick. You know, even that new truck that they came out with, man. That looks the SUV? Crazy, yeah, the SUV. My mother-in-law has one. What, the new one? Yeah. They came out with the, the new, Model new X. one, though. The new, new one. Is that the one? The one, it's like a truck. I don't think it's oh, came out pickup? yet. pickup? Yeah, it's like a no. pickup truck, yeah. No, yeah. but I don't think that's Tesla. Is it? I think that's a different company. Yeah, maybe. There's yeah. a, uh, you, you know that, um, you know that guy, let me see if I can find it here online. You know that guy that, um, 
Let's see. We'll go to Google. You know that guy that um, Alex that, that climbed the, the the free solo in Yosemite. Oh yeah, he climbed. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was uh, sponsoring one of those uh, one of those trucks. Uh, let's see. All right, let's see. Uh, let me see. I don't know if this is the truck. No. So he posted on his Instagram. I don't know what company it was. I put videos. Let me see. He posted a pickup truck um, on his Instagram, and he was like, I guess they gave it to him. And it's supposed to be like an off-road, like four by four. It's this one. No, this is Ford. This is not Ford. It's a it's a different company. I don't even know like what the company like what company it it is. But um, it looks kind of like that one. But yeah. it's it, it's crazy. It's a pickup truck that's full electric uh-huh. that you can you know it's four by four, so you can. No, nah, there isn't anything. Here, check the one I have a saying. Maybe that that's the one you're thinking. What is it? Tesla. Just look, Tesla pickup truck. Mm, yeah, it's, no, it's not this one. Is, that, that, is it this one? Yeah, that one looks scary looking. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looks fucking mean, bro. Yeah, dude, it looks like something from another. But it looks like there's not much space in the back for you to put something, you know? Yeah. Remember it when those? Like hur- it kind of looks like though. a hurricane. Remember when those came out? Where they have like you yes. can take the back and make it a yes, pickup. It's like an yes, SUV yes, pickup. Yes, 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 yes. I always wanted one of those, man. I was like, yeah, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, that thing looks fucking nuts. Tesla pickup truck. So they're thinking about bringing that up? I guess they, this is like the one of the, um, I don't know if it's really coming out or if it's a concept car or something. But Oh, this is the one. This is the one I was talking about. So it's, oh, a, it's a Rivian R1T electric pickup truck. It's this one. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks crazy too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, these cars that they're making, well, the I don't know. They look like they're not even from. Look at that. That's this, the one era you know it looks like something from the future yeah Yeah. well i mean look it says future electric (laughs) pickup truck but that's the one that they gave to that free solo guy oh okay like sponsor or whatever like they sponsored him with the truck and they gave it to him and uh he's sponsoring it and he posted it up and i was like what the fuck like pickup truck like it's supposed (laughs) to be off-road like you can like fucking take it like any other pickup off-road truck for my four it's fucking nuts yeah man Uh, hopefully one day we can all get some electrical cars man i mean i I know that there isn't a lot of like they're starting to make a lot more electrical chargers and stuff like there's everywhere you go like the mall and certain places Uh have like charging stations dude they have charging stations in death valley really for the tesla or for all of so we stayed in a little town called bd nevada it's like the closest town uh, to the national park, like to Death Valley, um, all the other towns you have, like whether that, that's not inside the park, all the other towns are like an hour away, hour and a half drive before you're actually in the in the in Death Valley, and so we stayed in in Beatty, small, super small town. Like you're talking about people, like it's in, it's in Nevada, uh-huh. on the Nevada side of, of of the border, but you're talking about like people. Like people walk around their open carry, like you know, it's small <laughs> town. Like it's just yeah. like, like super small town. Like everybody's all like, like country, like country folk. It's crazy. Yeah. But in this, in the little hotel that we stayed at in that small town, on the side they have Tesla charging stations. They have like wow. fifteen of them just lined up at the gas station. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a. I don't know if you 
I'm sure, sure, I'm sure you heard of him already. But there's this guy called Casey Neistat. There's uh, on YouTube. He does like vlogs and stuff. Nah, I'm not big. My girl, I'm, I'm sure my girl knows about. It. My girl's huge on blogging. Yeah, yeah, I just haven't gotten into like the whole like blogging thing on. Yeah, me neither. But well, kind of just on this guy. I don't know why, but he's doing a road trip from New York <laughs> to LA with his Tesla. But he's just uh, he put like the address to his house autopilot and uh, i mean if you go on twitter right now you look him up he's like traveling through tesla and pretty much i guess like the route that tesla gives you is like where all the charging Charging stations stations are at so it'll take you like to these routes where these charging stations are at you know but it's cool and imagine you can just like pretty put an address and go cross country you know like back just and there's video games i saw like (laughs) he has video games on his tesla you can play like centipede and stuff you know like that's crazy that's kind of scary it's kind of scary right now it is i don't think i would (laughs) I don't yeah. think I would really take my eyes too much off the road yeah. on, on one of those. I'll stop like, and sleep, yeah. Get a, a hotel. I don't want to sleep. I mean, drive overnight. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a little. It's a little crazy. Those automated cars, like where you can just. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't think I would trust it that much. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it's, that stuff's crazy, bro. We're gonna live in a crazy world. Yeah, our our grandkids, grandkids, man, are gonna have it made <laughs> literally <laughs> like they're gonna wake up and they're gonna be made <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah dude this is gonna be nuts damn that's crazy so what about this uh like you're not really making music right now you slowed down on that yeah i actually started focusing more on uh, this thing called juke mx which i bought you some stickers for, for oh it. nice but, uh, here hold on i got some more but uh it's uh pretty much like a collective of producers that uh are based in mexico and uh me and a friend a couple of friends in Mexico uh, decided to start like a group on Facebook, um, maybe like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, just for like us to talk about like this type of music or niche of music we yeah. like uh, called Footwork or Juke, which is based in Chicago. And it's like a very fast tempoed uh, dance music, which kind of comes from, uh, well, it does come from like Chicago house and like techno and stuff like that. But it was. M- uh, made uh, to be for dancers and like faster tempos so um, they started like at 150 and then went up to 160 bpm and it, it even uh, hit like 165 and went into like jungle jungle uh, bpms and it's been something that um, for the past maybe six years I've been involved in uh, just like making music and like researching more about it you know and uh, I decided one day with some friends to create this group uh, which we wanted to kind of like uh, expose these producers in mexico to the world you know yeah so, yeah yeah mainstream it yeah so put we, it out there. we put out like a little convocatoria like um how do you say it uh like just to be a part like a compilation that we we're gonna we're gonna do a compilation so we open up like a convocatoria which gives people a chance to like be a part of it you know and like submit your music and uh from, like the whichever ones we liked we'll choose and release it on on uh, you guys get a lot of people to submit yeah um the first couple of times we mostly just picked people that um that we knew uh, in the group and we put it on the group page and people just started submitting on the google drive yeah, yeah. and the first year we had maybe like uh 30 people that submitted uh different songs and we picked uh i think like 18 um, and right now we're on edition four. Uh, we just finished the convocatoria, which closed um, like two weeks ago, um, and we got um, a good amount of tracks and most mostly new tracks from people that I've never heard of. That's cool. So there's people that you know are learning more about this new new uh, genre of music that uh, that we enjoy and. 
there's uh, new collectives that are coming out and uh, rebirthing themselves uh, in Mexico because of this group that we created, you know. And what really was my idea was to get these get these people together yeah. and have like a common idea, like common it's like a platform. Yeah, like a platform, but also like uh, have like a place for them to uh, feel like they can um, <clears throat> be a part of something, you know, yeah, because yeah. there's like, there's, we have artists that are like <clears throat> in little cities like San Luis Potosí, which is in the desert and like there's nothing there. Nobody knows, you know, no one goes out there. I mean, unless you really know about Mexico, yeah. but there's not people that, um, you know, are researching music from there, you know, or stuff like that. So I, I gave it, you know, with my friends, a platform where we could release their music. And yeah, that's dope. We've, we, we're going to be releasing the fourth compilation at the end of the summer, hopefully August. Uh, that, that was my plan. But right now I'm working on um, picking, picking the tracks we're going to use um, and, you know, doing the artwork and mastering and all that for the physical release, which we release on tape every every uh, release. Um, but um, we're thinking for the future, maybe creating more of a, a, a platform for... Uh, for people to dance, you know, and that's something that we feel that we want to help grow in Mexico is because yeah. there's a big following of, of Chicago juke uh, dance that um, a lot of people um, have learned to the, learn the style from all over the world. But I feel like Mexico is still a little behind on, on, on learning those those steps. I mean, there's tutorials on online and everything, but there just isn't a place for them to do it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. I think if we can kind of bring them together and, and show them, you know, that we, we you know, we want to help them have an, a place to do whatever they want to do, you know. And, and maybe it's not just juke, but it's just a community, you know. Yeah. It's like bringing them community together for a certain, you know, idea. And and if it can become something else, even better, you know. I just want to improve the the way that, you know, the, just mentally just improve their, the way that they create, you know, yeah, because yeah. we all go through blocks like right now i'm going through that you know and it's like having this uh community you know maybe it could help me and in, in, in a way to get yeah. me back going inspired to music you know i think that happens with everything like even photographers like you know, i mean a lot of photographers and constantly going through like you know like loss of inspiration or just yeah. like writer's block in the creative yeah. field you know <clears throat> i think that kind of happens with everyone and you just kind of got to like take a step back and, and like you're doing, just take yeah. a step back and listen to other shit. And like, you're just like, Oh fuck. Like right. you get some inspiration. Where do you stream it? Is um, it Facebook online right now? We, we have there's a website called, uh, internet public radio dot live. Um, which we, we use as a platform and it's actually a radio station in Guadalajara, which we use for, um, all types of things. We used to do juke mix on there, um, for like a couple of months. Um, but we stopped doing it because we were focusing on uh, a different avenue uh, and we just re released um, Move Like, which actually my friend uh, Daniel um, from Mexico City, he has this thing called Move Like Radio or Move Like, which is a label and, and all that. He releases like juke music, yeah. footwork, uh, jungle, all that kind of like drum and bass stuff. And... Um, he's been kind of like helping out a lot with the community out in Mexico city, you know, and, and connecting with other regions like, uh, Guadalajara and, uh, Jalapa, Veracruz. Um, there's a lot of places where this, this, uh, music is growing, you know, so he's helping, uh, kind of 
bringing everyone together you know and yeah since i'm not there right now um he he's be- pretty much like the the guy in charge out there you know so i mean i have like the creative direction you know and uh stuff like that but he's mostly in charge of like um, handling handling stuff yeah. out there because i'm not i'm not out there right now so he came out to la maybe two years ago and i've met him online uh, maybe five years ago but we never met and he came out to la after he got married and he had his honeymoon over here so we hung out and uh got to know him and he said he wanted to help and uh since since That's then cool. since then he, he he really rebirthed his his thing called move like which like i said it was a label radio and we're hoping to you know, grow on that and he uses actually this thing called mensajito which uh is like a radio uh streaming thing um <laughs> it's like a little box that these guys created in mexico yeah. and it's pretty much a, a streaming platform without using computer so like you can pretty much connect like your stream or whatever like the output for your mixer to this thing and it'll uh, go live online without you using a computer or anything yeah it's called mensajito i think it called i think it costs like 12 g's pesos uh so i don't know it's probably like 800 dollars, but um it's pretty much like a computer you know so like you you can use it as your platform to like host your web you know no shit yeah i didn't even know that so you just connect them and then you just go live like you have to have your own website then i yeah that's what it is so i guess you just put on your website and it'll stream directly to your website yeah that's fucking crazy but yeah i don't know how it works either but he just bought it um recently and he that's how he started doing his radio station again yeah but um, there's a lot of radio stations out. Actually, the radio station that he got it from is called Nopal Radio, which is also a Mexico City-based label um, rec- radio station, and they use the Mensajito. Actually, I think one of the f- co-founders of that created it, and he uh, pretty much uses it to tr- transmit all of his streams online for free, you know, without having, you know, a computer or having to host it, yeah, you know, yeah. just go straight to your website. That's um, fucking cool. Which, yeah, I actually haven't been able to to see, but hopefully when I get to Mexico soon, I get to check it out. You yeah. Know, or, or hopefully Danny comes out here and visits and we can do a stream out here because yeah. he just recently did one in Guadalajara. He went out and they <coughs> invited I him to play. I think you posted it about it, right? Yeah. Did you post it on your page? Uh-huh. I think I saw you that you were posting that they were going to go live and yeah. stuff like that. So Yeah. So, I mean, I support him a lot. Hopefully one day I can release music again with him. Oh, well, release music in general but hopefully the next time release would be with move like uh to me he's like one of the one of my favorite producers and yeah. artists um he also is a web designer um and he does like uh, art and all that yeah. graphic design stuff so um so yeah man hopefully uh we can make uh this co- community grow more in in uh in all, all over you know but my whole goal was to create this community in Mexico, which I feel was very divided. And we still, there's still, I feel, divisions inside the community. But um, like I said, everyone's, if there's opinions in this world, everyone's going to have uh, a judge, judging yeah. or judgmental yeah, to some for sure. aspect, you know. But but yeah, man, I, I feel um, that's kind of like the goal in life is kind of like to... Um, compromise you know compromise certain things so that you can reach your goals you yeah know? yeah that's pretty cool man yeah yeah i'd never really heard of like that type of music yeah until like you were putting it out there and stuff like that and i listened to it it's, it's interesting yeah it's definitely something that it's different it's different yeah, yeah. people that don't understand it uh, but it's because it's something that you don't 
no you know and it's like yeah. that's for me i think very important like when we were talking about earlier about talking to homeless people or like just talking to anyone and treating them like just like anyone else you know it's like it's very important to just <coughs> give everybody a chance you know yeah. like that could be something that changes your life you know like uh like I said, me going to Mexico or made me meet Diana and now I'm here with her, you know, we're, you know, we wanting to start our lives together, you know, yeah. so it's like one yeah. thing, one decision could change my life, you yeah. know, and it's like, maybe I didn't go to Mexico, I could have got caught up over here on something else and Some something else shit, happened, yeah. you know, like before I was in Oregon, remember, and, uh, yeah. and I was like, fuck LA, you know, I'm moving to Oregon, you know, but uh, Oregon just, it was cool, it's all nice, it's beautiful, you know, but it's just like, it wasn't for me at that time you know and like i knew if i stayed there i probably would have gotten into some trouble and uh mentally and physically i would have gotten in trouble and uh, you know gladly i found um i found mexico um and and it really helped me you know mentally and physically uh more mentally i think because I'm still fat, but, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it did actually, when I was in Mexico, I lost a lot of weight. Dude. You did. I, I remember did that. I've seen of the weight. videos of you out there. Yeah. I mean, I maybe, I, 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 like I said, I'm addicted to soda. I love soda, but I don't think it was that, you know, because right now I think that's kind of like keeps me like overweight is like, because I'm addicted to soda, but, <laughs> but I mean, I, I eat pretty normal. I feel, you know, like I don't feel like I stuff myself, you know, or anything. I do work out at work, you know, I do, I'm on my feet all the time, you know, but um but yeah i think that mexico definitely made an impact uh, for the best you know um in my life um and i think that it, like you said getting out of your comfort zone being vulnerable can really um make you realize certain yeah. things you know it's like yeah. just being vulnerable to certain things and letting your guard down you know it's it could really change your life <laughs> putting yourself like i said putting yourself in uncomfortable situations it could yeah. definitely change your life you see yeah. you put it could open doors to, you know, weird things that you never thought would be possible or, or it can make you learn things about yourself that help you grow, you know? Like, yeah. you just, you don't know, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I think, uh, like I said, uh, we all got to be open-minded and treat that, you know, maybe maybe don't don't give him a dollar, the homeless guy, you know? Uh, but give him, give him a talk, give him a smile, or, you know, let him know that uh, yeah. it's going to be all right, you know, like, just that you're there, you know, thinking about them, you know, yeah. because if you treat them like, like I always tell my grandma or people that judge alcoholics and drug addicts, and it's like, we understand, you know, they have a problem and stuff like that, but if you keep on poking at them, they're going to keep on doing it, yeah. you know, if you help yeah. them and tell them there's another way, you know, it's like, yeah you know give him an opportunity you know yeah. like as a kid i feel like that was our problem you know it's like we felt like we didn't have the opportunity to do it we were just told because we were kids you have to do this you know yeah, but yeah. some people were raised differently like they were raised that they have two options you could fuck up or you could do it this way you know yeah. and uh i guess maybe i knew i knew that there was two ways i just already knew what way i liked yeah and that was the way i was gonna do it i was gonna do it the way my pops and my mom wanted you know because to me that wasn't the right way because yeah. i felt like i wasn't being able to be myself you know but in reality sometimes it's important like i really like for my sisters for instance uh they're going into high school or they're in high school and middle school and it's like um they have problems in school you know and it's like i remember when i was a kid my dad telling me how to live my life and do certain things it's like you never gave me the chance to like express pick, yourself pick yeah. you know do this or do that you know like you can do it this way and 
you have these results and you can do it this way. Yeah, and these results. I think that's important. You that's know? the way I want to raise my kid. I want to let him decide and me be there with like, look, if you do this, this is this is what's going to happen. This is what could happen. I want yeah. you to be aware of it. You pick what you want to do, but just be aware of like the consequences of whatever it is that you do. Yeah. You know, like yeah, I think exactly. that I think that that I think that helps when you when you're growing up, it, it, it helps you be a more like a more aware person like you're you're more aware like you're more aware of like whatever actions you do of what consequences will come after that when you start becoming a person that's more aware you're more aware and you're just more like careful with things and you know you make better decisions and you know like i think when you force somebody to try to go a route that you want them to i mean natural instinct is to rebel and you know it's crazy man like i said i was helping my sisters and i did the almost the opposite of what my dad did and now my sister is like getting good grades she's like getting along at school you know it's like it's crazy to think that all you gotta all you had to do in the first place was give her the opportunity to choose you know and it's like they can figure it out if that's bad for them and that's good for them but you're always going to be there to tell them hey you know i kind of figured it out a while ago and i think that this is a little better route for you then yeah doing this you know or yeah. telling them don't do drugs don't do drugs dude they're gonna fucking do more drugs than yeah. anyone you know because yeah. you're telling them not to do drugs yeah. you know and it's like let them do it fucking let them do mushrooms let them do smoke weed you know yeah. they'll figure out that's not good for them or yeah. if that's good for them yeah. you know it's like let them make those mistakes because that's how they're gonna learn what exactly my dad told me was maybe what i needed to figure out you yeah. know and now that i'm 30 years old and my pops ain't here anymore no i'm fucking realized that dude whatever he was telling me made a lot of sense you know yeah. but i was stubborn i was ignorant you know that's what it is that's yeah. how we are when we're kids you know you tell us not to do something you're gonna want to do it you know exactly. when i tell my two-year-old kid not to do something he does it you know <laughs> and he's only two it's exactly. just natural instinct exactly. to do the opposite of what somebody tells you not to do you know like yeah. it's crazy and like you said it's the same type of uh parent parenthood that i want to do yeah. i just want to just want to let him do things, you know, like let him experience things and, and you know, he'll learn. There's, know, that's, this, that's there's this thing I wanted to put on here. Let's see if I could find it. But there's this uh, homeless. I don't know if you know um, who Bozo Tuxino is. He's a, like, I've heard of him. He's a graffiti artist, but he was one of those uh, train, uh, the train hoppers that would jump on the trains and okay, pretty much. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, live their life but uh, there's a saying that he uh there's this guy that um was in that film I'm trying to find it on my instagram i posted it a while ago there it is maybe i'm wrong or maybe i may, maybe my philosophy is fucked up okay but there's two things i do not like and these make me a bum and that's responsi- responsibility and authority i'm serious I can't, you can, I'll give you anything I got if you ask me for it. But you tell, or, or, you, or I'll do anything you want me to do if you ask me to. But if you tell me I gotta do it, I don't know what it is, but there's something inside of me that says, fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> and, and it's true, man. Like, I like it, dude. It's, it's, uh, it's on point. Yeah, man. And it's crazy how, how the, his mentality is. It's like, tell me. If you ask me to do something, I'll do whatever it is you tell you ask me to. But if you tell me I have to do that, it's like something inside of me is telling me, "Oh, this motherfucker," you yeah, know. It's like, yeah. "No, nah, he's he's out to get me or something," yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. 
Dude, but I don't even think it's like your mentality. I think that's I think that's how you say it's built in our DNA. Yeah. Because the, the, it's weird. Like I, I, I'm very aware of things. Like I pay attention to everything my kid does. Um, and one of the things that he does is like when I like if I yell at him like don't do that like he'll just be like he'll just do it like he'll keep <laughs> doing it and he'll get mad and you know but if I tell him like if I tell him nicely like hey like don't do that you know like can you say sorry like he'll be like okay sorry like I won't do it again yeah. you know like like it's just I think it's built in our DNA like yeah. when you ask somebody to do something you're you're they feel more like you know that's one of the other things too like you said by choice um one of one of the um there's i follow a lot of like crazy random fact pages but there's a psychological saying or not saying but a psychological thing that when you give somebody an option like you could tell them like i could tell you like like hey um can i borrow 20 bucks but you don't have to like you don't have to do it like i just want to see if you can let me borrow 20 bucks they're more they're 90 percent more likely to do it than if you tell them hey you got to give me 20 bucks you know (laughs) or if like you you know if you owe me money and i'm like you gotta pay me right now you're gonna be like i don't have no money you know like you start an argument or whatever but if you're like hey like i really need the money like you don't have to do it now but you know just you'll be like oh you know what like i could spare 20 bucks here you know like stuff like that like it's insane how they say that 90 percent more likely for them to do it if you if you give them a choice you don't have to but it's all about wordplay man i mean (laughs) some words the way you say it could get you into some trouble you know but like it's funny that i just reminded me of that one um that one meme that talks about i forget what word it is but it's like one word that latinos or mexicans say and it's just like the way you say it it could mean something completely Uh, different i forget what it is but it's one of those words uh that they use and like literally it's just the expression that you say it could completely change the word completely you know and it's like five i forget it's like 13 different uh expressions of that word that mean (laughs) like this completely different things you know but it's it's funny it just the expression means everything like you were saying for you it's better to talk it out instead of texting it because for you texting it, you can't express yourself huh. with exclamation marks. And I mean, it doesn't, it's different. You add one exclamation mark, it can be a fucking big deal, you know? But if you, if you're there and, you know, talk to someone, it could be different, you know? Like everyone has their way, you know, of, of, of doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, dude, man. So, uh, where, where can people find, um, your Instagram, your live streams, your music, whatever it is that you share or want to share, yeah. like where where do where can people find it? Um, I'm been mostly on Instagram lately, so I would say Moving Sound, um, MVNG Sound. You can find me on there. Uh, that's my musical artist name. Um, and on there also you could also find Juke MX on my Instagram. Uh, it's Juke. Also, we have a website called Juke.mx, and on there we put on um different articles and uh interviews new music that's coming out um and a bunch of other things <clears throat> that we're working on um and also our my monthly radio show that i do on internet public live, um which you can find every uh first saturday of the month uh, at 1 p.m los angeles time and i'm pretty much just playing all types of music man I, any kind of music that i that I like, I mean, anything from old school funk to, you know, new school hip hop. I don't know, you know, so, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook, not too much anymore, but yeah, Instagram is the place to, to be at right now. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. 
Hey man, well I appreciate you coming on and, and talking. I think uh, I think we had a good episode with a bunch of different variety of conversations. Um, I think we got into some cool stuff, and and people are gonna enjoy it for sure. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. Uh, Shakespeare and beer, right? Shakespeare and beer. All right, man. Yeah, I, I named it that for. Uh, for just basically exactly what we did today just sit down have a beer and just like right. get real and then also like joke around a little bit exactly. just have a little fun you know so. variety alright <laughs> uh, Jerry I uh, appreciate you coming on bro you, and uh, until next time yeah for sure you.